Hey, friends and potential lovers. Have you ever felt so passionately after watching a TV show or a movie but not have a pal to share it with? Allow us the honor of keeping you company with our weekly podcast for your reference with your hosts, Katie and OT. Each episode, we break down our hot takes that you'll either ardently agree or vehemently disagree with, like subs versus dubs. How important is a cohesive narrative? What's with the popularity of the relatable villain? Is it possible to be truly objective in spite of your own experiences? And most importantly, are you getting a clue and which direction is it pointing? Come on now, it's pointing towards for your reference. That's a great reference. If you've got a little room in your rotation for some salacious frivolity, check out for your reference wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, well, hello, and thanks for coming, America. My name's Seth. What's yours? Hello, it's Jamal. Hi, it's Stony. Hey everyone, welcome back to Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast. We are back, back, back again, of course, to bring you all the RuPaul tea. And girl, the tea is overflowing this week. Lots of tea. Um, I don't know if a straw can save you, maybe a bib, because the shit's spilling everywhere. Caution, it's hot. Yeah, it was it was like Big Brother tea, girl. It was like all the strategy, the alliances, just too much to handle. <laughs> yeah, call a plumber, girl. The tea is overflowing. <laughs> but yeah, there's lots of things to get into today. Of course, we'll be talking about episode five, The Snatch Game. But before we get into that, I just wanted to check in to see how everyone is this week. I know we've kind of skipped this part for the past few weeks, but... Um, I figure there's a few things that I'd like to talk about, and maybe Jamal and Stoney would have some things they want to talk about this week. So what's new in your lives? Oh, cool. Stoney, do you want to go first to mix things up? Uh, sure. I mean, I guess there's not like anything groundbreaking here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I've just been like busy with work stuff. And as far as just like kind of things here in Indy. We've been doing a lot of riding bikes and kind of uh, getting on the Monon. I've been playing Last of Us Part 2 a lot, so I haven't Ooh. beat it yet, but that's been taking up some time. She said yeah. lesbian rights. <laughs> yes, and there's actually a really cool part in the game where there's like this bookstore and there's like a pride flag and a trans pride flag, so that was pretty cool. Wow, very cool. How far are you into the game? I'm like 10 hours in, and I think it's like a 25 to 30 hour game, I believe. Okay. So you're like milking it, you know? You don't want to like blow your <laughs> wad too early. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, there's some very intense moments. So it's just like hard to play through like all at once. Like you have to kind of like put it down for a while. So, okay. I can see that. What about you, Jamal? Well, I've been over here in Jamal land still. Work is um work is work, you know. Everyone, I'm just, you know, thankful to still have a job. There's busy weeks and then there's somewhat chill weeks, but I try not to talk about the chill weeks so I don't um curse myself or jinx myself. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we've been actually just doing little house projects here and there um, safely, of course. We've had our floors resanded in the attic. Um, we're going to have some painting done this week. 
Um, I've been doing some updates for gaysinthelife.com. Um, if you haven't seen me on there, it's because I'm working on a piece, um, a Ooh. video, a video gaming piece, actually, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because Animal Crossing New Horizons has been taking over my world. Um, I love it. It's been a great escape during everything that's happening with Black Lives Matter educating um people on what pride actually is you just need a break sometimes so i've been getting lost in my nintendo switch yes girl um work okay so i feel like i don't know i feel like i have a lot to talk about maybe i'll save some of this for (laughs) canada's drag race um okay so there's been a couple different things well first of all i dyed my hair and i really like it Yeah, it looks so good. I noticed last night on the after party, like really quickly, I was like, uh-oh, she's refreshed. Yes, in between our Instagram live, you can catch us there every Friday. We like to party before All Stars. You can catch us there one hour before it starts in whatever time zone that means for you. And our Twitter <laughs> is TFC, or I'm sorry, our Instagram is at TFC Pod also. So feel free to join us every Friday. But um, yeah, in between that and All Star starting, like in, in like the 30, 40 minutes I had, I like dyed my hair. It's dark indigo. Uh, it looks a little bit more blue black, which is fine because I like that. Um, I, love I wasn't that. wasn't really sure how it would turn out, so I feel good about things. <laughs> It looks really good, and I'm sure it catches like that blue tone the way it should when the light hits it just right. It does. Um, I definitely missed a couple spots, so I think the brown like kind of like adds a texture to it. So I'm not too mad about it. <laughs> no, work it out, queen. Yes, but um, so that was new. Oh shoot, there was something else I was going to talk to you guys about, and now I can't remember. Oh yeah, and it's back. So I wanted to talk to you guys about this great movie. Well, I, it's called Rafiki. And I was inspired to watch this because of our friends over at For Your Reference Pod. We're going to have their uh, promo at the beginning of this episode. So you've already heard a little bit from them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they their latest podcast is about this movie, Rafiki. It's a really good movie. It's um, about these two uh, girls. They're the daughters of two political candidates in Kenya. And so they kind of like become friends and then a little bit more than friends. And I'm sure you guys know how things go in Kenya. It's not quite like it is here in America, in other countries around the world. Yeah, it's not so much the land of the free, right? Definitely not. But there was really great music. I mean, really great, like beautiful colors in the movie. Lots of bright colors, Um, especially on Ziki. I loved her hair. Yeah, it was a really great movie. So if you like queer film, I would really recommend that. It's only like an hour and 20 minutes, so it's not even that long to get into. But yeah, so that's my plug for that. And then go listen to For Your Reference Pod and listen to their episode about Rafiki. I listened as well, and it's really solid episode, of course. Great coverage over there at For Your Reference. Definitely. So those are the updates that I will say today (laughs) i have more to talk about on thursday for canada's episode so make sure you guys come back because i have a bigger topic (laughs) write it down queen so we don't forget i will because you know i'll forget (laughs) (laughs) all right you guys well let's go ahead and get into the main event your honesty spill of the week Uh, honesty 
Hey everyone, welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. We are, of course, back back again to talk to you about episode 5 of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Woo! We're back. Get excited. It is All-Stars. We need to bring the excitement and energy, y'all. Yes, yes. it's the Snatch Game of Love. That's right, girl. Were you feeling the love? <laughs> I was feeling the love between um, JBC and Ru. Yeah, I was... Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know if that was love or, or drugs, but... <laughs> Maybe just pure lust. Yeah, I want your jewels. I want your drugs. <laughs> Ooh, I love that song. Yes, girl. <laughs> All right, anyways, let's get into this episode. I guess I should turn my phone on. All right, so at the top of this episode, <laughs> Mayhem Miller has eliminated herself. <laughs> Bye, queen. <laughs> it's the season of self-elimination. She did. Um, she really campaigned for herself to go home very well, and it came true. <laughs> Goodness gracious, Mayhem. Don't do this again. I don't think that um, Mayhem is just a competition queen, like a drag race queen. I don't think that's the environment for her. So um, no no disrespect or hate towards Mayhem, but someone else could have had that spot, girl. Right. Yeah. Like, definitely no hate to Mayhem. We love Mayhem. It's just disappointing to see this in All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could have brought like somebody back of like I don't know who wants to see her cuckoo or something like that. Oh, cuckoo! <laughs> Cynthia Fontaine, girl. <laughs> Magnolia Crawford, maybe. <laughs> Magnolia Crawford. <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah. Anyways, Mayhem's gone, so you know it's been set in stone. You've been set free, girl. <laughs> Best of luck, Mayhem. Maybe we'll see you on another All-Stars. Who knows? Or hopefully on a tour once we're allowed to party in person again. <laughs> right? All right. So the next, or well, after the elimination, I should say, they're all talking about the ranking. Like, who do you think like ranks where in the competition? And I think the general consensus is that B is the front runner. Yeah, which is no surprise. Juju turns looks while people think that she's simple and safe. She's always very polished so um and she's funny as hell so i wasn't surprised <laughs> to hear this yeah i mean after the this episode i think the rankings may have changed but at this moment i do agree the kind of the top three contenders would probably be B, shay and cracker i guess Ooh, alexis is up there too yeah i feel like swap alexis with um cracker Ma- yeah yeah, I guess that's true. But Alexis hasn't won a challenge, and Cracker has. So, Ooh, yeah. good point. Good point. That's why I say Cracker. But I mean, I'm not discrediting Alexis at all because she did really well this week, and we'll get into that. All right. So after that, uh, well, before we even get into the credits, I was traumatized from Shay in India being so sexual. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? When when uh, Shay was helping India get out of her corset. And she's like, oh, it's so tight. Just stick it in. (laughs) Yeah, that was a cute moment. I did chuckle at that. I forgot for a moment. Yeah. I was like, girl, (laughs) this needs to not happen. But oddly, not as awkward as RuPaul and Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. (laughs) Listen, I'm sure there's some fan out there writing fanfic about all of these relationships. I mean, was this a rumor? Like, was that really like a thing where people were It was a rumor in RuPaul's mind. Okay. And people on the internet, like, 
people on the internet, if you've seen, um, I call him JBC, Jeffrey, if you've seen him on the show before, because he is a judge on Canada's Drag Race currently, um, the fans, for whatever reason, just, I think they've kind of picked up on Rue's isms and um, flirt- flirtatiousness towards him naturally, and they just kind of ran with it. So I think Rue was trying to like give a nod to the fans, like, I'm listening, let's have fun with this. I think Rue was doing something, girl. <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> I don't know if she was doing it for the fans or herself, though. Uh, I'm sure they'll talk to George and it'll be all right. Yeah. Well, they are in an open relationship, right? That's what I hear. I've never heard that confirmed, but that's Rumor what the streets say. Yeah, girl. All right. So we are wasting no time. It's the next day in the workroom and the maxi challenge is the snatch game of love. Yes, Queen, episode five. Um, we do have a smaller cast, so we got it uh, an episode early. And Snatch Game is always exciting. It's fun to see what the queens can do. They know they have to be funny. So we as viewers are just always hoping that the funny is there. Yeah, and it, it was definitely funny for part of it. So <laughs> <laughs> Some people were just funny looking. Uh... <laughs> looking at you, India. We'll get there. So immediately RuPaul goes around to do table visits. And my favorite was, of course, when she stops with India. Uh, India describes to RuPaul about how she's going to take a chance. And Ru's like, oh, you, the girl that's been in the bottom three for the last, you know, however many episodes, you're going to take a chance? <laughs> Look, Ru is not not playing with these girls. She's like, okay, queen, if that's what you want to do, you had bets or bring it. <laughs> yeah i was like get her ass rude get her yeah yeah <laughs> burn the witch <laughs> that, um all right so the first group is um we'll talk we'll, we'll kind of talk about them in groups so the first group is alexis ms cracker and india farah with special guest bachelor tommy dorfman hey guys i'm not really familiar with who they are um this whole first group though i wasn't sure where it was gonna go characters like lady gaga and i don't know beyonce kind of like your monster artist that's just really hard to approach really hard unless you're tatiana doing britney because that was good that was solid you're correct but tatiana doing ariana no see (laughs) it can go either way so true that's (laughs) this is why you're the host I just feel like <laughs> I feel like Gaga and stuff. It's just like hard to do. Like I don't know. How do you like make fun of Gaga? Well, or, like make I, her funny. I think she did a lot better than Fifi's Lady Gaga. But yeah, I mean, there were a couple moments that were funny. I like the little nose thing, and I like the oh, like a hundred. There could be ninety nine people in a room, but only one of them's giving you a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I did laugh at that. I think we're, um, I'm not going to say Cracker fell flat, but it didn't stand out as much because it was more like, um, you can tell Ms. had studied Gaga. All the Gaga-isms were there, but trying to fit that into the Miss Cracker box, I think is where she kind of fumbled, where she should have been trying to do it the other way around, put Miss Cracker into the Lady Gaga box so you can really play it up that way and have that fun that Rue's looking for. Right. And I mean, also, too, this was filmed a year ago. So like maybe a year ago, this would have came off more funny because I feel like the 99 people in a room like that whole meme got really 
like played out at this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree with that. So that really didn't work in Cracker's favor at all. But yeah, so I have to just say Tommy Dorfman is from 13 Reasons Why. And I, well, that's where I know him from. And I just think he's so cute. Oh, see, and I've only watched the first episode, the first season, excuse me, of 13 Reasons Why. Okay. Yeah, super cute. I love his like, you can, I mean, he seems like a bitchy gay, but also there's something about him that uh, is also like friendly. I mean, it's like, it feels like you're in on the bitchiness with him. He's got that resting bitch face, but it's like, they're friendly. So come join the shade (laughs) with them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But definitely the, the clear winner in this first group was Alexis Mateo playing Walter Mercado. I did not know who this person was, but by the end of Alexis' performance, I definitely wanted to look them up, find YouTube clips, whatever I could do, because she was really the glue for this first group. Yeah, I don't I don't think if Alexis, I mean, if Alexis was in this group, I don't know what would have happened. I think Rue <laughs> might have just like canceled the season or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> quickly. <laughs> Snatch game's over. <laughs> and the episode's over, untucked. <laughs> right. Yeah, Alexis was so funny. Um, I did look up Walter Mercado, who actually has died probably after Alexis did this character. He died last November. Oh, wow. So, yeah, really crazy. And I guess he is gay um, from what I can... I think I was having a little trouble finding information, but someone described him as a Latinx gay icon. So maybe Mm. he's not gay. I don't know. But regardless... He's dead and he has, there's a documentary about him on Netflix that just came out or is coming out this month in July. Uh, It's called Mucho Mucho Amor. And Uh yeah, I would check that out if you're interested in learning more about Walter Mercado. Yeah. Thanks Alexis for putting us all on. Yes. She was so funny. Um, Which brings us to the biggest downfall of group one, uh, India as Jeffree Star. Hi, how are ya? Oh gosh, um, Stony, are you familiar with like Jeffrey Star at all? I know Seth and I are. I mean, I don't really know anything about Jeffrey other than I see like random videos of Jeffrey, and I know that Jeffrey looks like he's dead or something all the time based off his makeup. Look. Oh my gosh, look! So... Where are my Twilight fans? Don't don't come for me. I love Twilight. Um, he looks like one of the Volturi members. Like the way he does his makeup is just very like, don't get me wrong. It's like chic and clean and very like minimal, but it's very like if vampires were real today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't this know, would know be what this it. means. Look up the, um, look up the Volturi listeners and tell me that's not Jeffree Star. Tell me it's not. But yeah, India had the makeup down, I think, but the persona was just completely lost. Yeah, she kind of knew like two or three phrases and she thought that that would carry her through Snatch Game. But to India's credit, this is her first Snatch Game, so she didn't really mm-hmm. know what to do. True. Um, but I mean, also at the same time, like to quote Jackie Cox, you knew this was coming the whole season. So I don't know, girl. I mean, yeah. it's just to me, I don't know. I have no doubt that Snatch Game is very difficult and it's it's very hard but also like india knows other queens like she could have easily like asked like what do i need to do for snatch game and at the end of the day it's not really about like 
nailing like the isms of that person and it's more about just making Rue laugh. Like you can just go out there and just make Rue laugh and you've probably won the snatch game. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And Jeffree Star has like a checkered past. Um I was a fan and then I kind of fell out of being a fan and I I'm in and out. I don't follow them actively, but I mean there's so much you can do with Jeffree Star and that's exactly right, Stony, because you could do anything as long as you're making RuPaul laugh. Right. I mean, I I don't think that uh, India did Jeffree Star any sort of respect in any sort of fashion. Like, that, the mannerisms were not there. Um, the makeup was not done well uh, as far <laughs> as doing Jeffree's face because Jeffree does, like, a full face. And India had, like, these really small eyes and this Wolverine mouth. Like, <laughs> it was just... She loves a dark lip, girl, to emphasize her fucking fierce grill. <laughs> I mean, I thought as somebody that's not like, a, like, I don't really follow Jeffree Star. I, I just know like vaguely who Jeffree is. But I thought the like the look to me, I was like, that looks like Jeffree. But again, I'm not somebody that like watches Jeffree videos <laughs> or has watched any really other than just here or there. That's funny you say that because when I saw I saw, oh, this is White Chicks. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Listen, this is I know. The Wayan Brothers, are you here? And see, I'm no makeup guru, obviously. Like I that's not my lane. I'm not going to act like it is, but I guess just visually, if you see Jeffrey and look at India, I think she was on track with the makeup, but then her she's got a different face shape too. So I think she kind of put that fierceness of the India in it, and that's kind of what took it off. Whereas Jeffrey is kind of more natural, full face beat, uh, minimal, but it's still a full face beat. And I don't think the lights did India any justice either, because that contour was hard. <laughs> it was very hard. <laughs> she really cut that contour like <laughs> girl. <laughs> blend, baby, blend. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, and also too, like, this is just such awkward timing with what's going on in the beauty community. Like, this isn't obviously anything that can be held against, Ale- um, not Lexus, um, India, India. but I mean, just like, girl, this is not going to work in your favor. I know. It's kind of eerie how that always happens. There's always some queen doing a character and one of the celebrities or personas is in the news currently. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and quotes news, YouTube news, y'all. <laughs> yeah. In entertainment news today, Jeffree Star is being racist again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to like and follow. Um, anyways, <laughs> let's move on to our second group, which would be Blair, St. Clair, Shaykulay, Juju B, and this special guest bachelor in this group is JBC. Hey, Queens. Hey. This group was um, much stronger. Yes. Yeah. Or as Bag of Chips would say, much better. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we'll get into it here, but I feel like if Blair was on the other group, she would have like stood out so much more. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Could you imagine a group, though, with Alexis, B, and Shea Coulee? <laughs> that would have been like chaotic. <laughs> chaotic is the word yeah (laughs) alexis probably wouldn't have done that well if she was on the other group so it kind of worked out (laughs) Mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm. but um but yeah so uh, yeah for sure i think blair unfortunately was lower in that group 
And I don't think that Blair did a bad job. So let me just say that. Like, her look, I think she used the same wig from the SheMZ boy beat. But, mm. um, yeah, she looked like Ellen, a little bit like Pee Wee Herman. But, um, <laughs> but she had the Ellen mannerisms down. It's just like Ellen's not a big character, you know? So she's going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, and that's kind of the tricky thing with Ellen or... Ellen definitely falls in that category. Any kind of monster fish celebrity. Um, And Ellen's a huge personality, though. Um, If you watch her show, she's always kind of... She's more kind of physical comedy, I would say. So maybe that was the missed opportunity. And the mannerisms were down. I think Blair really thought about the look and presentation. But what it came down to was she just wasn't quick enough or funny enough to have those key moments with RuPaul. Yeah, I think that... Like, she did a really good job with all the isms. I did think there was that really... Her best moment was, like, it was was the first question where she was just like, I'm gay. (laughs) Like, (laughs) her, like, coming out, uh, like, you know, in the 90s or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. Ellen, like, if you watch her talk show, she does, like, lots of dancing and, like, tries to get, like, people to dance. And does the selfie thing. So, I mean... I don't know, maybe more of like trying to get people to dance or dancing on the stage. I don't know. But I thought she did decent. She should have tried to get Flava Flav to dance with her. Yeah. <laughs> now that would have been funny. And also too, like it was not good for her to pass a whole question. Like she basically just like gave her moment away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that was bad. That was so bad. <laughs> that was really not a good idea. But you know what? You know, everyone doesn't like do well in the snatch game <laughs> so she didn't bomb she did, yeah she didn't do bomb but she uh i just it kind of makes me upset that she would just give that moment away yeah i think blair um i don't know she's probably in the moment thinking on her feet but that definitely wasn't the best decision even if you served like a quirky facial expression or something just to do something but don't pass the question girl right uh, Juju B was hilarious. Like, <laughs> how would you warm me up? <laughs> I'd essentially walk over to the thermostat, <laughs> turn it up to a reasonable seventy-four, a, a sensible seventy-four. Yeah. <laughs> she Uh-oh. was really funny the whole time. I mean, the the poem moment was also really funny because you could tell like she didn't know where the poem was going. Uh-huh. But it ended up being it ended up making it be funny. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of how that's the energy of Juju. She's just infectious. This was the best Eartha Kit impression I've seen. If y'all have a better impression anywhere outside of Drag Race listeners, let me see it because Juju was not playing with y'all. She she had the sexy turban on, that fitted dress, and she was interacting with Flava Flav so flawlessly. It was fun to watch. Yeah, Juju B is just so great. I love her so much, and it makes me sad that she wasn't on Drag Race for such a long time. So I'm so happy they brought her back. Yeah, definitely. So then, of course, we have to... Oh, I guess I should have said, in the first group, Alexis won. So yes. in the second group, Shay wins. And let's, I mean, let's just get into it. What did you guys think? I mean, I she definitely hit Flava Flav on the nose. She did. I was one of those viewers that watched Flava, Flavor of Love, like from season one. I've seen all the spinoff shows. That's part of the reason why I love Tiffany Pollard, New York so much. 
that was TV gold flavor of love. And I'm always personally a little nervous when I see the Queens doing boy drag. And that's a whole conversation for drag race, right? Because we have our drag King community drag as art, let the people do what they want. But um, whenever we see boy drag on Drag Race, we get a little nervous because we already know that the queens are going to have to work that much harder to get the judges out of that headspace. And Shay delivered. Yeah, it was. I thought it was interesting when Shay was talking about the fact that just Flava is like drag in itself, just because it's so over the top and just wearing like, you know, the clock. And the show is just ridiculous because it's just the most insane bullshit you've ever seen. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) If you're not familiar with flavor Flav listeners, um, he came up more in the late eighties, early nineties more. So I see people try to do flavor Flav at eighties parties. He was more early nineties, the huge clock, the grills, just over the top, everything with this persona that is flavor Flav. And Shay was nothing short of that. The leg thing, the obnoxious suit, it was totally something Flav would wear at one of his, I forget what they're called now, um, clock ceremonies. (laughs) 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 But this was Flav all the way. Yeah, I, I was a little bit in and out of watching Flavor of Love just because Flavor Flav got kind of annoying to me. But yes. just kind of like how he treated people. He was problematic. There's a lot of shows we could watch now and be like, ooh, girl, I'm going to have to flag you for that one. For sure. Because he, he came up in the rap group NWA. Yes. Right. Okay. I wanted to make sure that I got the group right. So that's kind of where he came from. He it's that evolved. Or, it's that or Public Enemy. I'm going to do a quick Google. Oh, Keep I, talking. I think it is Public Enemy. I'm pretty sure it's Public Enemy. I Yeah. I think I fucked it up. But yeah, Flavor Flav, that's kind of where he came from. He turned into this reality TV star. I think that Shea Coulee almost didn't go far enough. Like, definitely had a lot of the mannerisms, but Flavor Flav is such a character. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Shea could have definitely pushed it, but I think, um, I feel like all the queens are kind of getting in their head right now, just kind of not necessarily wanting to play it safe, but how do I not fuck this up? Right. And uh, it's and Flavor Flav, just so we're like factually correct, was on Public Enemy. Good job, team. Okay, I just yep. wanted to make sure. <laughs> I know Jamal yep. was our research queen. According to Google, he is an American rapper. Public Enemy is the group. There you go. We don't want to give you any fake news on this show. That's right. They came up in 1985. Whoa! Oh, that's when I was born. Wow. Oh. I'm gonna edit. Let's edit that out. Let's edit that out. <laughs> We're queens of a certain age. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> beep. 1980. <laughs> beep. <laughs> All right. All right, you guys. Let's go ahead and take a quick break here. Uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about the runway and finish this one out for you guys. So pour yourself another drink and we'll be right back. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing you're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. 
Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. We'll go ahead and get back, back, back into this episode. We, of course, are at the runway. So we have our special guests, and we have Tommy Dorfman, who reveals that he and Violet Chachki dated when they were in high school. Yes, that's right. Violet Chachki, season seven winner, is from the ATL. Yes, Interesting. Girl. I was like, ooh, that would have been an interesting couple because I feel like they're both kind of bitchy queens. Oh, you could totally see it. And also on the runway, they were like um, to India, we would have been friends. So I bet there was just some heavy emo bitchy vibes going on back then. Yeah, lots of angst. (laughs) Yes, angst. That's it. (laughs) We also have to talk about RuPaul's Day Glow look. This was incredible. Yes. This is my fave ever of hers. <laughs> yes. Talk about a cupcake fantasy. I'm about to show my gay for real, y'all. Do you remember those like toys that they had little like princesses on top, but their dress bottoms were cupcakes? That's the oh. first thing I thought of mm-hmm. when I saw this moment. I was just like taken back to my childhood and wanting the I want that toy. I don't want another fucking Hot Wheel. Rue looked gorgeous. That face beat was on point. Love the colors. That hair was swooped for the gods. I was here for the entire moment. Oh, well, you think that RuPaul's cupcake dress looks comes from a McDonald's toy. What you don't know <laughs> is that Galliano did a cupcake dress runway back in 2009, and which trickled down to RuPaul's Drag Race, where RuPaul wore her cupcake dress. And then now you get your little cupcake dress toy in your McDonald's bag. And you just think, oh, yeah, this is a fun toy. <laughs> uh, I love a good priestly reading. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this was incredible. I mean, you could tell even the, the main judges, the guest judges, everyone was living for it. Yeah, it was just so extra, too, because what do they always say about drag? And again, drag is art. There are various forms of drag, but drag it up make it big make it loud that's very much what i felt from this dress and it was still elegant and gorgeous as well really stunning then we get to another very awkward moment between rupaul and jbc you know this reminded me of like the scene from the austin powers movie like when the when dr (laughs) evil is freaking with that little um woman oh oh my gosh i see like it's a woman (laughs) Yes. Okay. I haven't watched Austin Powers in ages. It's like a cloudy image in my memory right now. That moment. It was uncomfortable in Austin Powers and it was even more uncomfortable (laughs) on RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I like that the show tries to push it and they do little cheesy things like that. I tend to like cheese, but this this is a joke that probably should have stopped in Snatch Game of Love. Like, don't, there are certain jokes that you don't need to drag out. I wasn't here for it. Especially like with what's going on in these times, it just feels like RuPaul is forcing like a guest judge to be sexual with them, which is like kind of uncomfortable. Ooh. That's how it comes off to me. I could be just reading way too much into it. So feel free to tweet us and let us know if, but that's just to me, I'm like, this is uncomfortable. Like, does Jeffrey like think it's fun? I don't know. Even if he thinks it's fun, it just comes off so weird. Like the power dynamic of it. Yeah, I think that, I don't think he would do anything he didn't want to do, but yeah, I I agree there. Yeah. Anyways. All right, you guys. So let's talk about the runway category. This week is prom queen fantasy. Who are you living for? Oh my gosh. Um, 
we kind of had a moment on the after party last night. Shout out to Step Up Inc. here in Indianapolis for having us. Listen, y'all, this is Shay's moment. This entire show, I know we're like Shay stands, but I was living for this look. She gave us the whole finale, season nine finale, when she lost the crown to Sasha Velour. And she put a fun twist on it where there is a crown at the top. There is kind of like a cascade of rose petals coming down through a headpiece over her signature kind of bubblegum colored hair. And the gown was on point. I love a nude moment when you can kind of play with the body shape and just have a little more fun artistically that way. And if you pay really close attention, the blood and the red or the blood, (laughs) the roses continue throughout the whole garment and piece down to the very tip of the dress's train. I thought this was just very well done. Yes, it was kind of giving us Carrie vibes and we've seen this on the show. But Shay did it better, and you know she did. And um, of course, Blair St. Clair, full couture, love that moment. Yeah, Shay's just awesome because it was like Carrie, but her own version of it with the rose petals and it told her story, which I thought was really cool. I did love Blair's. I thought Blair's was probably my second favorite. I guess shout outs to some of the other ones. I thought Juju B was just a really solid look, like prom fantasy um from the 80s i thought that miss cracker it was okay but i did appreciate the you know the acne and all that like i thought that was pretty funny like concept to do i mean yeah alexis was they were all like pretty good i thought even in their own way i didn't think there was anybody that was just like what the fuck is going on we're reaching the point with the cast where all the queens can turn looks like, you know that they're going to look good. So it's a matter of personal favorites and just kind of what you're into. I don't think anybody did a bad job. There are just people who stand out a pinch more. <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. I would say, um, cracker safe. Alexis looked beautiful. She kind of looked like the little emoji, like the woman in the dress emoji. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> oh yes. But, oh yeah. You know, Alexis is always beat down, like just fierce and gorgeous. Totally stunning. Uh, loved her look. Uh, India was not reading as prom to me. This is like something you would get expelled in <laughs> if you were just a prom. <laughs> yeah. And I did notice the second watch that India did say this is Morticia going to prom. But I think that we could have played with it a little more. Um, you don't have to be stereotypical prom. But I was getting more and more Tisha's just having tea in her parlor room, cutting off roses, you know. Right. Uh, my favorite look. Of the whole runway is Blair St. Clair's. I mean, that look was stunning. It was fucking perfection. I mean, just this whole... It's sort of like, you know, I guess you could say maybe a take on Billy Porter. But, Mm -hmm. you know, this is just so beautiful. Like, the colors look really great on her. Um, The uh, stone finger wave wig. um, The whole gender fuck. You guys know that's, like, fucking my thing. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I really loved this. And, like, you know, the little reveal with the crown on the the top was amazing. Jujubee. Blair? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say really quick, Blair knows how to come down a runway. Like, she knows how to model a garment. I was just buying it. Bought all of it. Yeah. And what did you think of Rue, like, saying that, like, her and her husband (laughs) do that impersonation? I was like, wait, like, this is what they do in their, like, I don't know. It was just, like, it was surprising (laughs) to me because Rue's usually so disconnected from everything outside of, like... I think that's why it felt so, like, for lack of a better term, foreign. (laughs) She was like, me and my husband, like, talk shit about you, like, behind your back. Um, So this is what we say. (laughs) 
Oh no, or maybe they fantasize about Blair and what's under the jacket. Yeah, I guess I was just like, wait, Rue watches the show? Like, I would assume that Rue doesn't watch the show, like, after she's done. Right. She <laughs> just forgets about it immediately. Plays it at her parties in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Look, that's me on TV, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Seth. Go ahead about Jujubee. Oh, yeah. Um, so Jujubee, um, it was a good look. It kind of, like, gave me Honey Boo Boo vibes. Like, I was waiting for her to <laughs> chug on her go-go juice. <laughs> I don't know. I was... See, I kind of thought of it as kind of, like, like never been kissed, like definitely like an 80s type like a nod to the 80s yeah she's just like a kind of a dorky like young girl like going to her prom and like trying to do her best <laughs> i guess i mean she looked beautiful like it i mean she did look good but i was like this is kind of weird just like maybe if um the body had been like a little bit more elongated then i wouldn't have read mm-hmm. honey boo boo but you know that's what happened <laughs> for me yeah, gorgeous, but maybe not for a prom category. Maybe like winter formal or spring formal. Yes, or Sadie Hawkins. Yes, she's a spring fling queen. <laughs> I killed Jujubee. I killed the teen queen. Love that movie. <laughs> yes. Um, of course, Shay looked beautiful. I don't want to discredit her look at all, but I will say I didn't understand what this look was until she explained it. So for me, that was kind of like not... It was like held it back a little bit for me in my eyes. I know other queens have had the same sort of concept where they've had to explain it. And then everyone goes, oh, yeah. And then the judges say, well, I shouldn't have to have you explain it for me to understand it. Yeah. No, I totally I totally get that. Everyone can't look at the show or garments through the same lens. And I'm not saying there's a um, don't want to discredit anyone's level of understanding because we're not fashion gurus. But um, yeah. Yeah, but she I mean once she said I was like oh yeah that's so brilliant like what a great idea Um, so I mean her look is excellent that's like just a minor criticism I think yeah I can totally see it good point so let's see here so we find out that this week the winner is obviously Shea Coulee claps to you yay Uh, and of course in typical RuPaul fashion there was another twist in the competition if you're not in the top you're in the bottom so these other girls are getting scared oh yeah cue the feelings because you may have had a really good week but you didn't win and now you're still at risk of going home yes so um (laughs) we're gonna get to this more detailed uh in the untucked portion but uh, Shay asks Alexis why she should pick someone else over her because, you know, as we know, um, Alexis had tried to send her home before and that was a whole big plot point last week. So before, you know, we get into anything further, uh, India forces Shay <laughs> to do this one on one where she reveals that Alexis had actually campaigned to send her home that episode, but because India didn't go with the plan, she got to stay interesting why bring it up now india the this people is a want strange to know time. it's not your first time being in the bottom yeah it was it was a little i don't want to get too far into it but yeah it's a little suspect yeah for sure yeah so then it's time for shay to meet her lip sync assassin and this week it's none other than miss fangy Hey, girl, you see your mama over there. Um, We love to see Miss Vanjie. Is she a lip sync assassin? No, but I love (laughs) to see Miss Vanjie. They love her on the show, so she's back, back, back again. This is fan favorite placement. 
Yeah, it's, it's no longer, it's like the Miss Congeniality. No, actually, it's fan favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Work the World fan favorite <laughs> list. Yeah, and also during our conversation last night um, at the after party, it came up that there's a pattern so far with some of the celebrity drag race queens popping up as lip sync assassins. So was this planned or was it a convenience in scheduling? It, who knows? It could go down with the mystery of who BB picked to go home or who actually threw who under the bus this episode. <laughs> so true. So, um, yes, I, I loved when RuPaul asked if they were ready to slay. And Shay says she was born to slay, which was nodding to her entrance line from her very first season. That's right. Love, love, love it. Um, we've been Shay Kool-Aid fans forever. So we catch the little things like that that make us smile. It did. I was like, oh, man, these are the good old days. But um, <laughs> then they lip sync to one of my favorite Madonna songs, Open Your Heart. And, you know, I think this was a pretty fun lip sync to watch. But people are saying that Miss Vanjie ate up the lip sync. Do you agree? What? Who, who said who that? Who said that? On the Twitters. <laughs> I'm Portia Williams right now on Atlanta Housewives. Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> who said that? This is, you know how Twitter feels a lot. There's lots of feelings I'm, on Twitter. I mean, I guess if you're just like lip syncing, like out of tune of the song, like to me, Vanjie did not embody the song like she was yes. just kind of going too hard for what the song was about i feel like basically shay you know went with the tone of it and slayed it everything <laughs> stoney said i felt like um vanjie felt just a little disconnected from what the song was doing now i've seen plenty i spend lots of time on youtube looking at vanjie videos and whatnot and vanjie can slay a lip sync and bring a show down but again is she an assassin no, because um, for us, we really love to see the queens embody the song. And I felt like it was a kind of random. She brought energy, but the energy wasn't fitting. Yeah. And she was just doing like death drops when it didn't make sense. I don't know. There was to no me, like drop for her. Yeah. There's no moment for her to do the the death drop. I was like, this is weird. Like, but contrarily, Shay did like a death drop of sorts. She did more of like a shablam, like a split, but to, that mm-hmm. fit way better. It did. It was smooth. She was working the entire stage, just all over, just oozing the Shayness and Kool Aidness all over the runway for the judges to keep their eyes on her, like the sexy snail queen she is. Just take it <laughs> in, take in the skin, look at these lips because she was just serving. And I love like Miss Vanjie's come up. She's probably one of my favorite drag race glow ups. I love this hip hop pop princess vibe she's giving us these days. I'm all here for it. But I was team Shay on the slip sync. I would agree. Uh, Shay just um, emo- connected more emotionally to the song. And this is a very like, much a song about emotions. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just in, in, in addition to her dancing, like I think that Shay really connected and that's why she won um, my issue with Vanjie's I, I thought it was interesting her her look where she kind of has this sort of like straight jacket moment where her arms are like in these like sleeves and then she pulls them out but then it's like looks kind of awkward because then she's not interacting with this apparatus anymore I was hoping those fell off too or if she was kind of work with the garment and perform the restraint of what it was serving visually I agree with you there yeah that would be my only crit criticism for vanjie but of course you know she's vanjie she's still entertaining all of us so heck yes 
All right. So now it's time to see if India's power move has paid off. Shade <laughs> reveals the queen going home this week is India Farah. Yes. What, what? <laughs> Finally. Cue. I know. Cue the party poppers and um, fireworks for Bam, bam, bam. bam. <laughs> yes, the air horns. <laughs> This is the best week of All Stars, you guys. I don't have any particular reason, but this is just my favorite episode so far. I don't have anything against India. I think based on the report card, it was her time to go. I hate that she started off so strong and never really recovered from that or gave us more of that. But ta-ta for now, India. TTYN, girl. (laughs) Yeah, I... Well, at least with India gone now, I feel like we don't have anyone left that's just a true, like, like bottom. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like everyone left, like, is going to give us something where we can be like, this person could win this episode if they did this or something, you know? Definitely. India gives some, like, weird over-the-top speech about telling the truth to, Ale- you know, kind of referring <laughs> to Alexis and then leaves the competition. Listen, she's hanging on to it. I was confused, like, the entire episode. I didn't know who was telling the truth, but, I mean, she delivered that speech confidently, so I don't know what the tea is there. We'll see. Like she said, everything will be revealed. Mm-hmm. Maybe next week. Com- That's true. Maybe next week. Maybe in the finale. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and switch gears over to Mr. Stoney. And what is going on in our fantasy draft this week? Yeah. So this one's going to be really easy to do because Shay won everything. (laughs) Yeah. So all all the points points go to Seth. So there's that. (laughs) Congratulations, Queen. Um, So after five episodes, Seth is in the lead with 175 points. Damn it. Jamal is in second with 130. And I am in last with 100 points. Yes. I am the new top queen. So open your legs to me. (laughs) (laughs) I like Banshee's remix better. Yeah, we need to download that one. Yeah, I'm looking for that one (laughs) on Spotify, girl. Not sponsored. (laughs) All right, you guys, let's get into Untuck, girl. We have a real big discussion to get into here. So um, I think maybe we can start with a couple tweets. We have some tweets from some listeners, and we can kind of jump off of those into our conversation. So... Uh, we have one of our, our listeners, and they correspond with us a lot, and just really just generally fun to, to interact with online. And this comes from at Age of Serena. As, uh, if you want to find them, it's Age of C-I-R-R-E-N-A. Go follow them. And they say, I think India didn't expect Shay to ask Alexis about the campaigning to eliminate her. So if Shay had to choose Alexis's lipstick, she would just assume it was because of when Alexis chose Shay's lipstick. Ooh, T. I agree with this one. I don't think that Alexis thought it was coming back to the group. (laughs) At all. And this is kind of where I think... um, I don't think being cunning or kind of playing the game is a bad trait. I know a lot of these people, I know in Big Brother and Survivor specifically, they get the villain edits, but 
I feel like Alexis has been playing a very strategic game. I'm a little confused as to why that moment was not on camera. Maybe it happened in passing when the cameras were down. But generally, that's something that the Drag Race cameras would catch. Do I believe that it could have happened? Yes, just based on what we've seen (laughs) from Alexis and Mayhem together when they did go after Shay. But then it's also like, why are you bringing this up now when you knew about it? So there's kind of a disconnect for me there. Right. Yeah, I don't. That was my thing. It was just like, there. why wasn't this on the camera? And why was it not brought up before? I guess, you know, India saying, oh, well, I, you know, it's been weighing on my shoulders or whatever. But it just seemed like a far, like, it just seemed out of thin air that it was like, oh, I'm going home. So I need to, like, make a lie up or whatever. But it just, I don't know. And India is always getting involved in drama, it seems like. <laughs> so it just makes sense that she would make it up. Yeah, right. it's... And I kind of like agree with Seth, like Shay at the top was already like, you know, I, I don't need to have one-on-ones and India kind of forced her hand and Shay being the queen that she is, was like, well, of course we can go talk. And maybe India wasn't expecting this to go back to the group, but girl, you're on drag race. If I were Shay, I just know me and my mess personally. I'd be like, you know, I I have to go tell everyone about this um, so we can get to the bottom of it. And I would do the exact same thing Shay did because I love to put someone on the spot and it's the easiest way to clear shit up most of the time. (laughs) Right. I was going to say it didn't really help this time. I'm like, it was, I mean, either India was really sticking to it or Alexis was really sticking to it. Nobody was budging. It's so hard to read, but um, I don't know. How did you guys feel in the end about all of that? Um, Like, what side were you leaning towards? Okay, so for me, and this is not, maybe maybe it is slightly influenced by my dislike for India, but I I believe Alexis, so, and this is why. (laughs) So, uh, India, she's had this whole sort of, like, history of, like, starting drama with, um, you know, Derek Barry in Nebraska and that sort of thing. Uh, If you remember this whole season, I've been telling everyone... I feel like there's some darkness around India. Like, I feel like she's not going to be the sweet, lovable queen the whole season. Here we are. I don't want to say I'm right because I don't know if she's lying yet because we'll, we'll find out, I guess, maybe. But I just don't, I just don't see it because when they were taking the lipsticks out of the box, Alexis was very much like, yeah, that was mine. You know, I didn't want to send you home because of Mariah or whatever. She was very honest. And she was very honest when she had her issue with Cracker. They were trying to spin it the other way on the show. Like saying, oh, well, she started this plot of like sending Cracker home. So they were using that as a basic like, oh, well, now she's trying to send Alexis home through like stories or whatever. I don't think Mm -hmm. so. I think that Alexis... I could be very wrong. I could be so wrong. But I really think Alexis has been truthful throughout this competition. And I really suspected some rigor Morris from India. I did end up leaning towards Alexis in the end. I'm not going to say I was ever on like India's side with this, just because throughout the whole episode before we got to Untucked, I just did not know how to believe. I was just going down that analysis rabbit hole where I was like, well, Alexis has been very... She's been serving this kind of energy... But, you know, why shouldn't she if she's playing the game? And then, okay, India's been sitting on this tee. Why is she doing this? It feels like an obvious Hail Mary. 
I do think that Alexis was very believable and genuine. We had the whole clip that they showed us pre-snatch game where she was actually coaching India to help her do better in the performance. So um, I don't know. In the end, I feel like Alexis was just getting the short end of the stick and somebody was trying to capitalize on how she may have been received by some of the queens on on the cast. And you can see how upset that Alexis was. She was like really upset. She was hurt whole, by it. Yeah, she was hurt by it because, you know, her. she thought India was her friend. India backstabs her. It, whether it's true or not, India backstabbed her. But also, too, like you have to look at the last, you know, few episodes where India has been in the bottom. She campaigns hard to stay on the show. So, yes, is this, it does. So it doesn't surprise me that she could, you know, play this tactic to try and stay on the show. Yeah. And I mean, that is part of the game. I know we keep referencing. Um, Well, I keep referencing Big Brother and Survivor. It's because we see these types of relationships from the first day in the house or on the island. People are trying to figure out who's in their corner, who's going to have their back when it's time to vote out whoever. So, I mean, this is a way to play the game. And, I mean, India stood up there and said what she said during her goodbye speech, very calm and confidently, completely unwavered. So I think the reunion's going to be very interesting. As of now, I'm hashtag Team Alexis, though. Yeah, it just seems like, I don't know, India... My takeaway from it is India has always had terrible relationships with everyone she comes in contact with. So... (laughs) It just seems like, okay, this is just another instance, right? Like Alexis seems to have better relationships. And I feel like if Alexis was really trying to get Shay out, she would probably just say it. Yes. Right. Because even when she was like, quote unquote, like plotting to throw Cracker out, she was like, I could be like one of them girls talking about you behind your back, trying to plot you, but I'm not. Yeah, very true. I don't know. Um, let me read one more. Uh, it's like a couple set of tweets, but it's from um, a new person that we that you can follow. Their at is at zero three nine eight underscore. <laughs> hey, Dana. So they say based on the last episode that I watched before the new one, the votes just didn't add up. Meaning that if Mayhem and Alexis really wanted to send Shay home because of competition purposes, they would have told everyone to vote for Shay, not just one other person. As far as who's telling the truth, I would have to go with India. However, oh. it was odd and desperate for her to sabotage Alexis into going home just because we all knew and she knew that she was going home. I would like to add, if India knew this info, why not bring it up to Shay when Mariah got sent home? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and we did see Alexis bring up that point too. We did. So I think, yeah, thank you for everyone that sent in their comments. I just wanted to read a couple for you. But yeah, this has been a real fun one. And I have some more things to talk to you guys about on Thursday for Drag Race Canada. And make sure to like and follow us. (laughs) Yes. um, Really quick final thoughts. Where do we think the cast is going to go from, you know, this Shay India Alexis triangle? Do you think voting is going to get more interesting or what do you guys think? I think that if I were Blair, Jujubee, or who's the last one? Miz. Miz. Yeah. Blair Cracker or Jujubee, I would feel real good because I'm not involved in a sister scandal. <laughs> yeah. I think part of it will just depend on how next week's judging goes. Because Alexis hasn't won yet. Right. 
So I think that depends on part of it. If Alexis wins next week, maybe we'll find out the answer. Who's campaigning who? Dun, dun, dun. But I definitely think we're going to have a conversation about it at the beginning of the next episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Everybody buckle up. Yes, girl. All right, you guys. Well, thanks for coming back for another wonderful week of Thanks for Coming. Make sure you do like, subscribe, and share this with your friends because we're having lots of fun. We're bringing you two seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race recaps at once. So tons of content coming for you guys. Please watch Drag Race Canada. It's so good. All of the queens are good. And um, we'll be back with you next week to see what happens to the well, to the fallout of what's happening. <laughs> there we go. Fallout for sure. <laughs> but until then, bye. 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 bye.